Being a successful freelance writer isn't just about writing, it's about handling clients, the level of service that you provide and keeping those clients and upselling them, asking them for more work, asking them for referrals. So knowing exactly what to say to clients every time is gonna be something that's gonna be extremely helpful for new freelancers who are just starting out, who don't have a mentor, who don't have somebody to guide them through this process and ask, okay, the client just said this, what do I say? So I'm creating a template packet that allows you to know the messages for cold pitching, about how to raise your rates, and how to handle these uncomfortable situations that come up gracefully because freelancing really is so much about relationships. It is about the relationship between you and your client. So that requires setting boundaries. It requires asking for more more work. It requires um, raising your rates. It requires you chasing down payments sometimes to make sure that you get paid on time and in full and it also means refusing unpaid work there are so many different client interactions that occur from the moment you cold pitch somebody or from the moment that you take on a client to the actual working relationship and getting paid so Most of you are here because you have downloaded either my LinkedIn guide uh, about how to set yourself up on LinkedIn so you can start cold pitching clients, or you've downloaded my message templates that show you exactly what to say to get that client's attention, introduce yourself, get them on a call, and make them a client. So you've probably had my cold pitch templates, you know, already in your inbox, but then what comes next? There's so much more than that. You have to know how to talk about your rates. So uh, when to bring up your rates in the conversation, um, how to negotiate in a respectful way, what to say when you raise your rates and what if they push back on you raising your rates. Really, this stuff can be so stressful. I know it was for me and it was so much trial and error. So if I can save you the errors by actually looking at these templates and knowing what to say, I think that would be so valuable. I've gotten feedback that that would be valuable for you guys. And as I'm sitting here creating this template package for you guys, I'm including all these little disclaimers about the situations that occur and it's really fun in a way because it's making me go back and revisit all of these hard-won lessons that I learned the first time I ever raised my rates, the first time I broke up with a client and I'm kind of including those stories in this template packet for you guys. So I wanted to create a free episode. Obviously, this is going to be a paid template pack, but I want to share with you some of the takeaways that I'm getting uh, to, to prep you about, hey, this is the situation I went through. Here's how to handle it. And what's cool about the packet is I'm actually including screenshots because I want to actually show you what these clients responded to me with and how I wrote my messages. And my messages are by no means perfect, but they did work, which you'll see from the way that the clients respond favorably. So one of the templates I want to visit first is about how and when to bring up your rates. So I include two templates in this packet about number one about, okay, not including, not 
shooting your rates out immediately, how to get them on a call before you show them your rates. And if they absolutely do want to see your rates and you don't want to come across as sketchy or hiding your rates, exactly what to say in that situation. And the reason that I talk about this rates conversation, when to bring up your rates, is that as a new freelancer, what I recommend to my course students and what I recommend for you guys is get on a call with your clients first before just shooting your rate out there. Because number one, a client is more likely to say yes to you and your rates once they get to know you on this call. So if they just see your rate off the bat and they're not completely sold on you based on your website and your portfolio, your chances of gaining the client and them accepting your rate goes down. Number two, if you find out that they have a ton of budget and they say what their budget is or they talk about certain subjects that make you realize they have a a large budget for freelance writing, you might want to send higher rates, right? So my rule of thumb is that when you're just getting clients in the beginning, get on a call first and discuss rates later. And I show you exactly how to frame that conversation so it doesn't look like you're hiding your rates. But just remember, you don't have to show your rates as soon as somebody messages you or right off the bat. Ask to get on a call first. Trust me. The next template I have is about negotiating your rates. And instead of me just walking you through exactly what to say to raise your rates, which is what I do in the packet, I do just want to you know, drive this home with you guys that... Yes, you should negotiate your rates if a client came in a little bit below what your rates are. And you should have your rates figured out before you begin contacting clients and interacting with them. I think that's a big mistake is that writers get on calls with clients and they're like, oh my God, they want this. What should I charge? You should have your rates in mind. And I have a whole free blog post on how to do your rates on paidcopywriter.com. But a good rule of thumb with your rates is to number one, download the free AWAI uh, freelance copywriting guide. That's a free download from AWAI. That's how I set my prices. But what you really want to do is set your income goal for the year and work backwards. So if you set an income goal of $50,000 a year, your first year of freelancing, which is very realistic, well, you know that you have to charge clients a certain amount to hit that goal. You know that you can only take a certain amount of clients and charge them a certain amount to hit that goal. So you want your income goal in mind first and your rates set around that income goal before you ever talk to a client. And don't be afraid to push back. It is expected. It is normal. And if somebody you know, says, whoa, 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 that is way too much, It is what it is. I've told this story before, but I got on a call with somebody once who wanted me to ghostwrite some LinkedIn posts for him. And it was so awkward because he was like, oh, well, I was, I had $20 a post in mine and my my rate was like 250 bucks. It was so fucking awkward. I couldn't wait to get off the call because we were just so misaligned. And that happens. It's okay. Like, you know, this stuff really can range and with websites like Upwork and Fiverr where people do write for really low rates I understand why some people might have thought that I would write for that cheap so 
it's okay if somebody pushes back and says, no, that's ridiculous. Because if you do your research and you use that industry standard guide, you're not going to be putting out ridiculous pricing. You just have to find the clients that are going to pay a decent rate. Something else I'm going to discuss in this template is how to raise your rates. So I typically raise rates on my longstanding clients once to twice per year. A good time to bring up a rate increase is when you are working on that retainer basis and the, the client is asking you to repeatedly send these updated contracts or updated scopes of work. That's really common, at least in my industry, which is B2B. So that's a really good time to bring it up. You know, they'll say, hey, can you send me an updated work? We want an updated scope of work. We want to continue working with you. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, and uh, by the way, my rates are increasing and I have the whole email written out of exactly how you can say that. Now, here's the tricky part. (laughs) Sometimes a client could ask you to explain why you're increasing your rate, which can be very unnerving, right? If somebody pushes back on your rate increase, that's super stressful. So what I want you to know about that is two things. Okay, so if they push back, it could mean that number one, your price increase might have been too steep for them and they just genuinely can't afford you anymore. And in this case, you have to evaluate whether your rates are actually reasonable and in line with industry standard You also have to evaluate whether it's even worth it for you and where you are in your freelance career to continue working with somebody who cannot meet that rate, who cannot pay you what you want to be paid. So there, you know, that's a double edged sword. Like, are you being realistic with your rates? And is there a client out there that's actually going to pay you your rate? Maybe. Now, the second reason could be that the relationship with this client might not be as strong as you think. So the client may be thinking to themselves, well, I can find a better, cheaper freelancer somewhere. They might not think that the work that you provided is worth increasing your rate. So in this case, well, it's best to know where you stand with the client and you might have to work on improving your skills and services Or you might need to find a client who's just a better fit and appreciates you and what you have to offer. So you have to be uh, self-aware in that sense. And here's the thing with freelancing. There is always room to improve, okay? Like, I know that I kind of sucked in the beginning. I know that I eventually got better because as I worked with clients, we went through these revision rounds and that's really how you get better is through the revision rounds. And now I hire and manage teams of content writers and sometimes the greatest writers turn in things that aren't that great sometimes the newbie writers turn in a really great piece it's it's okay i just want you to know it's okay no one's perfect this is a revisions game you're not going to get it perfect and you're not going to be the perfect writer it's okay what i also want you to know is that a lot of freelancers say that listen if you even need to justify your rate you're like no like that's a no-no don't do that so basically what they say is that if they push back on your rate it just indicates a lack of respect and a lack of value for you as a service provider uh in my opinion it isn't always that cut and dry a client might just not have the budget I rarely have a client push back about rate increases however I did have one client who she asked me for an additional piece of work and I 
threw out what my rate was going to be and she came back to me and said, listen, uh, that's not going to work. That's not in the budget. But if you include a landing page and an email sequence, then I can pay you that. So I kind of liked her response. It was very diplomatic. It was like, hey, uh, that's a lot. It doesn't fit to my budget, but I do want to pay you and I do want to work with you. So you would just have to provide more work. I actually did turn it down, though. <laughs> I didn't do it. But I, I thought that was fair. Now, another valuable template is going to be refusing unpaid work, how to gracefully decline unpaid work. And I have two different templates. One is when they want you to do an unpaid test project, which is very common. A lot of freelancers ask about this and come across this scenario. What do I do? They want me to complete a test project. They want to work with me. I'm so excited, but it's a free test project that they're requesting. And then number two, which I also go into this, is... Uh, people who want discounts, whether they they know you and they want a discount, <laughs> they want friends and family discount, or they're a nonprofit, so they want a discount. So I show you how to gracefully turn down that awkward request. So when you're first starting out, guys, it is okay to do a maximum of three unpaid projects just to get published pieces in your portfolio. That's my rule of thumb. That is where I stand on that. That's what I teach in my online course. So beyond that, beyond those three pieces, do not accept unpaid test projects. It can be tempting to jump at these unpaid opportunities for the quote unquote exposure that some clients offer. But working for free, I'm telling you, it becomes a slippery slope and it just slows you down from getting the paid work that you are looking for. You're putting up more obstacles. It's slowing down the process. So yeah, that means that you're going to turn down unpaid trials, even with the promise of getting paid work once you are hired. In freelance writing, it is unethical to require unpaid test projects. I'm telling you that as somebody who has done only paid test projects. I have never accepted an unpaid test project. And hey, sometimes I didn't get the job and I walked away only doing one test project for that client. And now as somebody who hires freelance writers, I would never, I would never ask people to do free work. So another thing you want to avoid, guys, is doing what I did, which is charging less for test projects. So again, this is why I created the template packet, why I'm writing this, why I'm you know, editing it right now, getting it ready to push out, is because I look back at some of the stuff I did and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> and this is one of those moments. I charged a percentage of my regular rate for a test project. So don't do that. Charge your full rate. If your blog post rate is $650 for a blog post, that's how much you're going to charge them to do a test project. And to put this in perspective for you guys, my freelance mentor who's been doing this a lot longer than I have, he refuses to even do test projects at all. His view is that if a client looks at his portfolio and can't judge whether or not he's right for the job, well, that client's not worth his time. So think of it like this. I mean, you're sitting here and you might be wondering, should I do this project for free? 
not only should you not do it for free, some freelancers refuse to even do a test project. So personally, I don't draw as hard of a line. (laughs) I think it's just a good reminder that we do need to stand our ground when it comes to these test projects. Okay, so another tricky situation that comes up is once you are working with this client, they might start micromanaging you and they might start tearing your work apart with too many edits. This is really, really common, guys. But if you take the right actions up front, this situation doesn't have to devolve, right? A lot of awkward client conversations can be avoided if expectations are properly set right at the beginning of the relationship. So for example, with too many revision rounds and you know, to give you guys perspective, when you start writing for a client, if you follow my advice, you're going to charge a flat fee, right? A flat fee for, let's say, a blog post, a flat fee for an email. And when you're charging a flat fee, it's in your best interest to get the work done quickly and efficiently. Because if you charge $650 for a blog post and it takes you an hour to write that blog post, you just got paid $650 an hour. So for you to spend two days, <laughs> you know, on a blog post and, and go and really just go back and forth, back and forth, revisions, revisions, and overthinking it, you're wasting your own uh, opportunity costs. That is time that you could be spending on other projects. So it's always in the freelancer's best interest to work quickly and efficiently. Not, oh, let me try to get this done as soon as possible. We always want to provide the most high level of work and whatever it takes to complete the project, but we don't want to be spending more time than we need to. But when a client starts pushing back on you and says, okay, here's a revision round, here's a revision round, it starts to get out of control. Quite honestly, as a writer, especially if you're writing long form content, there's a certain point where you you complete the work and you don't want to look at it again. It's so annoying to go back in there and rework the piece. So to avoid that situation, you need to implicitly state revision rounds in your contract. So if the client agrees to that upfront by signing your contract, then when you know this revision stuff comes up where they're constantly going for revision rounds, you can simply refer back to the contract and request that, hey, we need to work in accordance to what we both originally agreed upon. So I include the verbiage that you can include in your contract, but sometimes that's going to be, you know, too little, too late. Maybe you're working with somebody right now and they're doing this to you and it's too late. You did not include that in your contract. This happened to me with a client who was just, oh God, so, so high maintenance, required a lot of calls, required a lot of revisions, really tore apart my work. And I actually am going to show you like the screenshot of how I handled that situation and how to handle it gracefully. Also, if you get bad feedback, because I got one of those messages too, hey, uh, you totally missed the mark on this. And I, that's like a killer moment for freelancers. I think there's so much ego involved in our writing and it's so hard to not take it personally. That's why now that I manage freelancers, I 
I'm, I'm, I want so badly to be sensitive because I know how I felt too. So I show you how to respond to bad feedback in a way that allows you to preserve your dignity. Because really, if you're getting horrible feedback on your work and they really tore it apart and they're like, this is not what I was looking for, your initial reaction is going to be to feel guilty and shameful and stupid. But really, there's something that probably went down there. They probably were not super clear about their expectations for the piece. They might not have provided a lot of direction. A lot of clients have very unrealistic expectations of what a freelancer can deliver based on the information and the guidance that they gave. Because training people and setting them up for success is a very difficult skill and not a lot of clients know that. So they expect you to intuitively just do an amazing job the first time and it just doesn't work like that. So these are just some of the scenarios that I talk about and provide guidance on in this packet, but this was actually really fun. So I'm going to definitely record a second session where I talk more about other scenarios because there's just, there's so many situations like how to push back on unrealistic deadlines, how to charge a rush fee, um, scope creep, which basically means when a client is asking you to do things that go beyond what you agreed upon, that go beyond what they're paying you for. Um, I might have mentioned this already, but breaking up with a client, (laughs) how to handle unpaid or late invoices, all that stuff. I really want to set you guys up for success. And I really, like I said, had a nice little trip down memory lane. I was going through my inbox. I was screenshotting you know, me asking for a rate increase from a client and screenshotting their response. And it was just kind of fun for me because I really didn't necessarily know what I was doing. And I think this is going to be so helpful for you guys to have that um, clarity and have that confidence. Just every time a client emails a new writer, it can be very stressful. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I believe that this packet is really going to set people up for success. So I'm so, so excited. There is a wait list on my website, paidcopywriter.com. Join that wait list because I think I'm going to run a promotion where I sell it for a discount to people who did sign up for the wait list. So I want you to get on there make sure that your email is on there because I'm going to be emailing out all the information about how to grab these templates if there's something you're looking for. But other than that, listen for my next episode because I'm going to definitely record another episode of how to handle uncomfortable conversations gracefully and how to set boundaries and talk about your rates. I think this is really fun. So let me know if you enjoyed this, guys.